Welcome to the Blind Android Users Channel. This is your source for everything Android tutorials and demos, all from a blindness perspective. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel for more content like this. Hello and welcome to episode 83 of the Blind Android Users Podcast. I'm Ed Green and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Warren Carr, Austin Pinto, Fidan, and Doug Cameron. And we're coming to you on Saturday, the 9th of July, 2022. It's a busy episode for you this week. We have our normal announcement section. We then continue our Android basic section and perambulate through the settings on our phones and it's accessibility this time about the most important session uh, setting that you will find. We then have highlights from TalkBack, and we have two Android journey sections for you this week. We have Dragosh um, Drecianu, and we have Sarah Linton. Well, how are we all doing, folks? Austin, how are you? I'm good. I received a lot of rain, and I had to take two days of work, but the rain has calm down now so it's all good oh that's good warren what's going on so i'm now a bachelor again um <laughs> just kidding anyway i was supposed to be gone with my family to uh, ohio actually they were going to drop me off in iowa uh, while they proceeded to ohio but somehow you know the guy that was going to help us watch the dogs kind of chicken out so here i am at home all alone you know, back in the days when I was single again. So I can be out here, you know, just making noise all by myself. And I'm just kind of enjoying it. You know, it's nice to be uh, all by yourself again and not bothering anyone or thinking you're bothering anyone by making noises or whatever. And so I am home by myself and I was going to be joining you guys from Iowa, but I'm joining you guys from Washington. And that's kind of wasted on you as well because you don't even drink the so uh, being home I by know yourself, I could have drunken myself chaos. into a stupor, you know, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that's but kind of a I wasted am. ticket. I think you should transfer that to me somehow, and uh, I well, get to do that. Actually, but they've they, all they've all gone to Idaho, have they? They've gone anyway. They left on Tuesday. My wife likes to drive, and so they got there yesterday night. Um, so it's, it's quite a long drive, you know, spending the night here and there, finally getting there last night. So they were going to drop me off there in Iowa where I would be spending time with my friends. And then my friend said it was kind of too long. And so I decided, well, okay, I'll go and then come back on an, on an airplane, you know, one-way ticket and maybe like back on the 15th. I tried to get the one-way ticket. It was like almost $700. And I'm like, hell no, it's not worth it because I, I'm not going to spend all that money and then, you know, only be there for like a few days. And so decided to just stay back home. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm remembering feet. the song, One-Way Ticket. Well, I was thinking about whether it was 24 <laughs> hours from Tulsa. <laughs> well, I like the song One Way Ticket. It's, it's a beautiful country tune. Yeah. iPhone, what's happening now that you found your mute button? Uh, yeah. Um, we've 
we've got a carnival going on not too far away. So I've been hearing that because it's a very warm day. It's about 28 degrees here, which I think is about 82 Fahrenheit or so. Um, so it's quite warm, uh, quite nice. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's been, a, been lovely weather this week. But uh, yeah, it might be getting a bit too warm in the next few days. But um, I think it will. But on balance, I, I like, you know, this is my favourite time of year. So I'm happy. Dagaboo, what's happening in Alberta? Uh, you know, normal everyday cluster hell that we're experiencing with our politics. But it's been pretty warm over the last couple of days, combined with fairly rainy. So I'm kind of liking it. Just keeping inside, keeping cool, cranking on AC and doing some basic um, reorganizing. Nice. So it's pretty decent here. Yeah. And how about our guest, Dragosh? Where are you coming to us from? I'm uh, coming from the UK. I'm from Romania, but currently I'm in the UK. I'm in Kent. And well, I'm doing all right. A little sick, as you can definitely hear. And I was a little scared too join you guys today i didn't exactly know how to go about it because i'm not exactly friends with the camera or being recorded or anything like that but then i got my best friend here with me to calm me down a little Aww. bit no there's no need to be scared that's good you got your best friend mate where in kent uh swanscomb cool and we've got sarah as well how are you I'm good. I'm uh <clears throat> I wasn't sure I was able to be here today. Um my husband is an antique uh seller and um he I didn't know if he was going to go selling today or not, but he decided to go and so I thought, you know, I would come on here with Dragos and just see what this was all about and contribute if I uh, was asked, and uh, I'm I'm very glad to be here. Well, that's very good because if your husband hadn't gone selling antiques, uh, Dragos would have had to tell us about you second hand, didn't he? Yep, that's right. She would still that's have right. to be here, just maybe not say anything. Yeah, she must. Okay, otherwise, she knows. <laughs> oh, <laughs> do I now? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's us. Don't mind us, guys. Right? Yeah. It's just us. <laughs> It's us. And it's not our well, full potential. At least you're kind of giving uh, Dragos here some support because uh, he's kind of a little bit on the scary side of things and um, most especially not feeling too great. But then, you know, you're kind of encouraging him. So that's good that you're coming that's along my, with him. Yeah. That's my job, as they say. It's <laughs> my job. Love it. Now we're going to turn to our announcement section. Austin, are there any announcements this week? This week, there are no announcements, but what Warren has done is recently 4th of July rolled around and Warren has recorded some fireworks from his town on a Pixel 6. And if you like to listen to fireworks, I mean, the recording is so spectacular. You can literally see those firecrackers being burnt in front of you. So if you want to listen to them, you can stay tuned to the end of the podcast and after everything is done then we will add those fireworks yeah. that is thank the you announcements. 
And by and the way, be annoying and, and, and render them in mono, but uh, yeah, they should still be good, I think. Now, by the way, that thing is on, you know, on the what Ed would like to call the Fisher Prize. I had a very nice recording yeah. on my pixel. <laughs> did, did, did it record in stereo? I think the Fisher Prize does even record in stereo, doesn't it? Oh, well, Pixel has been recording in stereo for years. What are you talking about? Yeah, but on, on, on the podcast, <laughs> what I'm saying is it's not Fisher Price's fault, but Anchor will render it mono. Oh, saying. does Anchor YouTube, do that? Render it in yeah, mono? But it does, YouTube, it does. Yeah, yeah, but oh. YouTube will render it in stereo. Just so yeah. you know. Anchor will render it mono. Anchor renders everything mono. Oh, what a shame. I know, it's very annoying. What a shame. Yeah. yeah. So, much as I hate Fisher Price, underwhelming phones, it isn't actually the Fisher Price's fault on this occasion. Oddly, <laughs> odd though that feels. Oddly enough, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh Rubbish my. though they are. I'd much rather have a Xiaomi Dragosh than a Fisher Price. I didn't no, know Fisher Price made phones. Uh, I think that's what I call Google Pixels. <laughs> I just don't rate them. I think they're awful plastic nonsense. I don't know where he's getting the plastic. Fisher Price is Pixel. The phones we don't like. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't like Google phones. They're a search company, not a hardware company. They should. Stay I agree. Nah, uh, no. You, you guys <laughs> haven't seen the Pixel Six series, so just she shut almost up. had a Pixel. Though, <laughs> just it shut up, guys. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out what Sarah has in a minute. We'll, 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 we'll hold the suspense. Uh, yeah, but it's spectacular. <laughs> Um, I mean, if if need be, you know, I don't know, we could upload it somewhere, but it's just absolutely beautiful. Um, you're not going to enjoy it in mono because if you uh, have it in stereo, you know, you have some sound even coming from like in front or behind you. If you're using headsets, it's just beautiful. So as we said, you can get it on the YouTube channel if Austin puts it up there. That will be stereo, but the podcast, annoyingly, won't be. There we go. Now we turn to our Android basic settings, uh, and now we, we turn to accessibility. And I think we're going to start this by playing Warren's overview of those settings. Let's now take a look at the accessibility section of our phone within the settings. This, in my never-to-be-humble opinion, probably is the most important part of the phone for those of us with disabilities. In here, we could choose the type of items that we want that befits the type of disabilities that one has. And so I'm going to go in here and take a look at these things and then talk about those things that need talking about, explaining some features that may be a little bit confusing. I will now move my finger and tap on Accessibility Settings. Accessibility, Display, Interaction, Audio. I will tap here to activate. Accessibility. Navigate up, button, out of list. Let me now take some time and go through the items. And starting from the top, if you are someone who likes to swipe, you can just swipe from left to right. And if you're an explorer like me, then simply keep moving your finger downwards as you go through the different items found in this section. Here's what we've got. Downloaded apps, heading, in list. Here, the first item that we find is the heading that says downloaded apps. In other words, these are not apps that come natively with your phone, but apps that need accessibility access and therefore are downloaded apps and are found within this category. The first item here I have is 
Authenticator off. Authenticator, and I'm not sure if this one is coming from Google or from Microsoft or from some other provider, but I do have that here. It means that I have downloaded it at some point. Next. Brailleback, unprovide Braille output. Brailleback, and this is an app that is meant for interacting with Braille displays and all of that. But though now that we have the Braille built into Android 13X, we can now start using Braille displays without the need of Brailleback. Next, we've got BRLTTY off. BRLTTY. And this is an app that we talked with one of the developers or the primary developer, Mr. Dave Milkey, a little while ago. And I think that was last year that we had him on here. It's uh, part of the Braille display support and all of that. And I believe it plays an important role in the Braille integration found in Android 13X. Dashlane off. Dashlane is a password management tool. And I have it. I haven't turned it on because I'm mainly using the Google Autofill and password management instead of Dashlane. I really like Dashlane, but right now I'm not using that. Next. E-Reader Prestigia off. E-Reader Prestigia. And this is one of those apps that I don't know why it's in here in the accessibility area, but there it is. It's just an EPUB reader, but it's in here and I haven't given it access to my accessibility services. Speak off. And Speak is a very popular app that most of us are familiar with. So it's the likes of Lookout, Envision, SuperSense, and Sullivan Plus, and some of those apps. That also needs accessibility access, but I haven't given it access to that. And I think the reason why it needs that is purely because of the currency reader which it utilizes the uh, ideal currency reader, which in my thinking now, it's irrelevant because that thing is no longer being supported. So in my case, I didn't give Speak access because I don't need it for currency recognition. Next. Screen reader, heading. Screen reader, and this has to do with our screen readers. For those of you that are using CSR in conjunction with TalkBack, you will see that in here. For me, though, I do not use CSR, so the only screen reading app that I will see here would be the TalkBack. You know, back in the day when we had things like Shine Plus and Spiel, all of that will be under this heading. And so we move down here, and it says, TalkBack, on speak items on screen. TalkBack is there. Next. Display heading. The next heading below that is the display. And this is something we talked about. And under display, we've got the following that are found within this heading. Text and display. Text and display. For those of you who can still manage some print, here you can go in and configure how you want your print to look or how your text to look on your screen and things like that. The fonts and all of that are found right in here. If you tap here next extra dim dim screen beyond your phone's minimum brightness extra dim and this has to do with that dimming if you have dimmed your screen or set your screen brightness to zero percent and if you want it to be even dimmer than that then you could tap here and activate that and make it extra dim next 
Dark theme will never turn off automatically. Here we encounter another thing called a dark theme, and to the right of that is an on-off switch. And I have mine turned on, so that's a little bit more battery-friendly for me because using the light theme may kind of drain my battery a little bit. So I kind of tend to prefer the dark theme, and also it's easier on the eye if you have a little bit of sight and things like that. But it all comes down or boils down to a personal preference. And like I said, to the right of that is the on-off switch. Dark theme, switch on. Mine is switched on. Next. Magnification, off. Next, we have the magnification for those of you who have some usable sight and would like to be able to magnify things on the screen. This will be an item to turn on so you have that magnification. Next. Select to speak, off here selected text. Select to speak. And basically what this does is that if you have it enabled, when you encounter some certain part of the screen that you're having difficulty seeing, and this has to do with those who still have some usable site and would like to use the service, then you enable that. And once you're on such block of text or whatever, you could make it speak that uh, block of text so you can hear it. So if your eyes are tired, you may want to use that. But for me, as a blind user and a talkback user, I do not have the need for enabling this. Next. Interaction controls, heading. Interaction controls, that's the next heading. And the first item that we find under this heading will be... Accessibility menu, off control device via large menu. Accessibility menu, and this is something that I personally find a little bit redundant because... The whole idea is that I want to have access to, say, hey, Google Assistant, or have something to like my quick panel. I could go in here and find those things found in here. I know it's a choice, and some people kind of like that. I personally do not like that, and so I never have this feature turned on. The good news is that now in Android 13X, you can use gestures instead of having a little button or big button at the bottom of your screen and or you can move it to whatever part of the screen which is more or less a problem if you ask me but uh, with android 13x beta uh, we now have that ability to use the gestures that it used to be that one could enable a gesture to use that so that's for those that would like that kind of item i don't next switch access off control device with switches Switch access, and this is mainly for people with dexterity issues, and you want to use a connected device to control your phone. This is the switch to turn on if you have such a device. Next, we've got timing controls. Let's go ahead and tap here on timing controls. Timing controls. Navigate up, button, out of list. We have some items in here, and the first item that we have is touch and hold delay, short, in list. Touch and hold delay is short. Now, if you think that is too short for you, you could tap here and choose uh, the duration that you would like. Below that, we've got... Time to take action. Accessibility timeout default. Time to take actions. What that means is that when you have a toast message or something pops up a message at the bottom of your screen and it's something you need to interact with, the default is like five seconds for that message to disappear. 
Now, if you find that that is a little too short of a time for you, then you could tap in here and actually change that to a longer duration of time. I think we have things like 10 seconds, 30 seconds, maybe even up to a minute or two. Let's go in here and take a look at what I'm talking about. Time to take action. Navigate up, button, out of list. And in here, here's what we got. Radio button, selected, default, in list. So the default is the one that is selected by default. And like I said, I think this is like five seconds. And then below that, we've got... Radio button, not selected, 10 seconds. There's 10 seconds. Radio button, not selected, 30 seconds. Then there's 30 seconds. Next. Radio button, not selected, 1 minute. We got 1 minute. And the next one. Radio button, not selected, 2 minutes. 2 minutes. Now let's look at the explanation of this item. And below that we've got the about and it tells us as to what that feature is all about. Here's what I'm talking about. About time to take action, accessibility timeout. Choose how long to show messages that ask you to take action, but are visible only temporarily. Not all apps support this setting. So not every app supports that setting. Let's go back now where we tap this item from. Timing controls. Time to take action, accessibility timeout default, in list. Now the last item below here is... Autoclick dwell timing off. Auto-click dwell timing. And this has to do with connected mice or mouse for those that use uh, those type of devices. What this feature does is that when your mouse is resting on something, then depending on the time chosen, it will automatically activate the item that is highlighted and is based on the timing. Let's go back to the previous screen. Accessibility. Timing controls in list. Next, below that, we've got System Controls. We have an item called System Controls. Let's go in here and take a look at the things that we have in System Controls. System Controls. Navigate up, button, out of list. We are now on the screen with System Controls. And here are the items that are found within this area. System Navigation. Gesture Navigation. In list. System navigation, and here's where you can go in. If you're someone who do not like the native gestures, you can go in here and change to the three navigational, traditional nav buttons like the back, home, and all of that. They are all found in this area. I'll show you what I'm talking about real quick. System navigation, navigate up, button, out of list. And we've got... Radio button, selected, gesture navigation, to go home, swipe up from the bottom of the screen. To switch apps, swipe up from the bottom, hold, then release. To go back, swipe from either the left or right edge, in list. That's the one that I have chosen, so mine is set to the native Android system gestures. And to the right of that, there's a settings button. Settings, button. Now below that we've got... Radio button, not selected, three button navigation, go back, home, and switch apps with buttons at the bottom of your screen. And that's the one I was talking about earlier, like the traditional nav system. I'll now go back. System controls, system navigation, gesture navigation, in list. Below gesture navigation, we got... One-handed mode, off. One-handed mode. If your phone is too big for you, you could switch this on so you can use it with one hand. In other words, being able to hold it in one hand and be able to uh, do things with your phone without the need of another hand. 
Next. Power button ends call. Switch off. Power button ends calls. And this is a feature I have never used because I don't like using my power button to end my calls. Because for me, when I'm on a call, I would like to shut off my screen. But if I enable this, then every time that I shut off my screen, I'll be ending that call. So I have never used this, but a lot of people find this useful. And as we always say, it's all about that choice. The last item here will be... Auto-rotate screen off. The auto-rotate screen and it's off. I don't like my screen getting rotated on me while I'm doing things, so I keep mine in the portrait mode. And so to the right of that is the on-off switch. Auto-rotate screen, switch off. Let's now go back to the previous screen. Accessibility. System controls in list. Let's now move on from here to the next item. And so below these system controls, the next item we come across is... Vibration and haptics off. Vibration and haptics. Mine says it's off. I am one of those that do not care about things like vibrations and all of that. So I don't have sounds or vibrations on on my phone. Now, for people who like it, however, here you can go in and control the level or the strength of those vibrations and things like that. I'll quickly go in here and show you what I'm talking about. Vibration and haptics. Navigate up. Button out of list. Putting my finger down, I hear... Use vibration and haptics. Switch off in list. Mine says use vibration is switched off because I don't have it on. Now, below that, we've got things like... Calls heading. The, under the calls heading... Vibrate for calls. Never vibrate. Disabled. Mine is disabled because I haven't turned on the switch. Vibration and haptic strength heading. And under the strength, it's going to be disabled or it's 100%. Ring vibration, disabled. Is disabled. Ring vibration, slider, 100%, disabled. We go down. Notification vibration, disabled. Is also disabled. Notification vibration, slider, 100%, disabled. We keep going. Touch feedback, disabled. Touch feedback is disabled. Touch feedback, slider, 100%, disabled. And that's the last item here. I'll go back to the previous screen. Accessibility. Vibration and haptics off. Below vibrations, we got... Captions heading. Captions heading. And this is primarily for those who are hard of hearing or people who are genuinely deaf and would rather uh, use captions instead. And so here are the items that we find under the heading of captions. Live caption. Automatically caption media. Live caption. Basically, whatever media is playing there, it should be able to show you what's going on. Next. Live transcribe. Convert speech to text. Live transcribe. And that's if someone is speaking to you or you, if you have an audio on your system, then it will transcribe that for you into text. Next. Caption preferences off. And here you could turn on the caption preferences. And because I don't use it, it is by default off. Audio heading. We come to the heading of audio now, and below audio we've got... Sound amplifier. Use headphones to improve audio. That's for sound amplifier. Next. Sound notifications. Get notified about important sounds. And that's things like fire alarms or baby crying. You could go in here and enable such things. Next. Hearing aids. No hearing aids connected. 
I don't have any hearing aids, so none is connected. Next. Audio adjustment. And here you can go in and adjust that audio, whether you want things combined as mono or things like that. You go in here. General heading. Below general, we have the following items. Accessibility shortcuts. Accessibility shortcut. And what this means is that whether you've assigned your shortcut to use TalkBack, for example, holding down the two volumes or whatever, or you assign your two volume key hold down to launching some other accessibility service, this is where you can go in and tell it whether or not that should also include the lock screen or not. I'll tap here and show you what I'm talking about. Accessibility shortcuts. Navigate up. Button. Out of list. I'll now put my finger down and you will hear what I'm talking about. Accessibility button and gesture. Quickly access accessibility features in list. And to the right of that we have an on-off switch. Shortcut from lock screen. Allow feature shortcut to turn on from the lock screen. Hold both volume keys for a few seconds. Switch on. And so I have mine turned on. So like I indicated earlier, uh, whether you choose whatever accessibility service you want to be able to access even from the lock screen, you have to come here and make sure that is enabled, whether it's TalkBack or whatever other accessibility service you want to assign this shortcut to, then you want to make sure that this is turned on here. Because if I turn this off, for example, then if I hold my talk back or if I hold down the two volume keys on a lock screen, I will not be able to turn on talk back because this has not been enabled here. Let's go back. Accessibility. Let's now look at the last item that is found here in the accessibility settings. And that will be a very important item that all of us use, especially those of us who are blind. And that will be text-to-speech output. Text-to-speech output. That TTS, it has to do with all that TTS engine. And it's in here that we go in to choose as to which of these TTS engines we would like to use. Thus, a very important feature for those of us who are blind. That is a quick rundown, though, of the items found in the accessibility area. So this is obviously the most important part of our phones, I think, uh, the accessibility settings. Uh, Warren, do you want to say anything on the back of your recording? Well, you know, frankly, when you talk about importance of the accessibility, uh, we couldn't be any uh, farther from the truth because it's the most important part of our phones. And I remember back in those days when we couldn't start accessibility on our own and handing your phone over to some sighted person, you got to tell them, hey, you know, go into system settings, uh, scroll down and see if you could find where it says accessibility. It's always been a pain. But here's where all those things, as I've shown everything relating to accessibility. Now, that's from the pixel side of things. And, you know, before, though, we talk about some of the items in here that we find of importance to us. I noticed though that it's kind of arranged differently for those guys on Samsung phones and um, other devices. But uh, Dragos, would you like to kind of, if you would, my man, uh, show us the layout in a Samsung phone because we do have a lot of listeners and readers that use uh, Samsung phones. And so it would make sense to 
kind of um, show people the layout that's found in Samsung phones so you know where things are in the accessibility area. Uh, Dragos, you want to do that? Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> they were very different on my Galaxy S10 Plus when it was on uh, Android 11, but they changed it in 12. They changed it like now Android 12 has more accessibility settings than it uh, used to do in 11, especially in the vis visibility enhancements. Recommended for you using two functions. So it says recommended for you. It recommends you what accessibility uh, services you should use. For example, if you turn on TalkBack, it will recommend you like extra dimming or high contrast. Or if you turn on the thing that makes everything extra large, it will also recommend you some display settings. I don't know other things. So, but then your first actual option is TalkBack, which I don't use. It's Samsung TalkBack. It's not much different from Google's, just late, very late in comparison. Like the updates come later for some reason. I don't know what's wrong with Samsung, why they do that, but sure. Visibility enhancements. Here we have visibility enhancements, which uh, has a lot of the things that Warren's phone uh, showed. Hearing enhancements. We have hearing enhancements, which has a lot of things. Samsung actually dedicated themselves to accessibility, if you ask me. Interaction and dexterity. Here you have like all of the delays when you touch and stuff. You have the answering and ending calls thing to answer with the volume buttons, which is pretty cool. Advanced settings. Here. I feel like I have to go in here. It's not too much, but it has a, a lot of uh, useful things. Advanced setting. Navig advanced accessibility button none. Here you have all the accessibility shortcuts. Side and volume up keys commentary screenwriter. Volume up and down keys talk back. Notifications. Flash notification. Time to take action default. This stuff was moved for some reason from hearing. The flash notification and stuff it used to be in hearing. Speak keyboard input allowed works with Samsung keyboard only. Unavailable. Speak keyboard input allow Bixby Vision for accessibility. This is very good. It's a service that only Samsung has. It uh, It's basically kind of a Google Lookout alternative. Works well, if you ask me. It's, uh, I believe it works in the camera app directly. I'm not sure. I haven't used it in a while. Voice label write voice recordings to NFC tags to provide you with information when you're nearby. The tag looking for something else. And that's it. Back accessibility. Installed apps about advanced settings. Advanced settings and then installed apps. 17 apps. Installed apps, all of my accessibility services that I added, like commentary, screen reader, and everything. About accessibility. About accessibility. Contact us. And contact us. Navigate up button. Installed apps. Thank there you so you much, uh, Dragos. You know, here I've always argued that when it comes to accessibility, I think one of the companies that's in the forefront that has to be something without a doubt. And most especially, I don't care whether it's Google, whether it's Fruitvale, I'm talking, looking at you, Apple. Um, when it comes to yeah, accessibility, right. uh, when you look at what Samsung has done, it's what I've been arguing for years now that 
we need to have access. When I turn on my phone for the first time, it should come up talking, letting me know, hey, if you are blind, do X, Y, Z to enable accessibility. No one has done that except Samsung. So forget about all the cry about, you know, Apple doing that, doing this. It's all nonsense. I think Samsung has it right. And Google hasn't gotten it right either, even though with Google, now you have that what I call the heartbeat. But if you don't know what that means, you wouldn't know, okay, now I'm on the setup screen where I could enable accessibility. So the best thing is to do what Samsung has done. And you look at all the accessibility items found in Samsung phones. They're absolutely great. You go grab a Samsung TV, you turn it on, the latest ones, it actually comes up talking, uh, telling you what to do if you want accessibility. That's Even what older, older one should be. Yeah, we should have, you know, inclusivity that way, making it uh, inclusive. So Samsung, always, you guys, you rock. Here's where I do feel sorry for Google, though, because you can't walk before you, you can't run before you can walk, can you? So <laughs> learn to make phones first and then make them accessible, though. And that has nothing to do with they, that. They it doesn't have, it has nothing to do with hardware. Uh, you know, uh, let's not degenerate well, it does, because out it's of on, it. It's, it's not on Google's hardware, is it? So no, no, it but what I'm saying, all these companies have failed. You know, they all say, oh, we're all about accessibility, but they're afraid to do it because... I think the whole thing is that they're going to be thinking, hey, you know, some sighted person is going to turn it on and then they're going to be cursing them off and, and all of that. But I don't care. The thing says, if you are blind or you need accessibility, how stupid can you be? If you're not blind, why the hell are you touching the thing that's intended for accessibility? You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. So um, and you don't have to touch nothing. You just have no. to press the buttons, which you just need to press continue if you don't want accessibility. Come on, exactly. guys. LG, no, LG did it first, and I read an article about this, I never seen it, on some old LG on the Android 4.1, you had, when the phone started up, it said, double tap to enable TalkBack. Exactly. And, um, LG was another was good company cool. that was into accessibility. I know Samsung yeah, didn't were. start it till 2016 with the Galaxy S7. I have exactly. had to the put S7 that. did that. Yes, yeah. I have an S7 edge. Does Windows do it these days with Cortana? I can't remember whether whether they do. You have to no, press they don't control, do it. Win, control Windows Enter for narrator. To bring up narrator. No, 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 it does, though. It, it does do that. If you reset your. Not on Windows 11. Not on Windows 11. Why? No. I, th I thought Windows I, 10 I, did. I, yeah, I thought Windows yeah, 10. Yeah, Windows 10 does. <laughs> It, uh, it it does. That's uh, ten. It does. Eleven does not. I reinstalled eleven. It did not do it. But ten. Cortana will tell you if you need screen reader, press Control Windows Enter. Yeah. So, so but that's what I'm saying. So that's fine. So that's what I'm asking. I don't want the thing to be, you know, um, you know, talking. But what I want is like, hey, if you're blind or if you need some accessibility, do X Y Z. We're not saying, hey, you know, make everything you know, uh, talking, that could be annoying to people. So I'm glad they've done it this way because I think that's probably the best way to do it. So now looking at the accessibility section or, you know, that area where we have accessibility, uh, what stands out to you guys there that is a must-have? I mean, in the categories, I think they're all done right in the sense that you have things for people that have dexterity issues, things in there for knuckleheads like me as a blind person. And then you have it there for 
uh, people who have sight enough, but now and then though they would want to hear something read out to them because they uh, either their eyes are tired or you know whatever the case may be. So it seems like we have everything in here for everybody, doesn't it? Um, you know, people who like magnification and all of that. And Braille as well. Yeah. We supposedly have Braille now in Talkback 13. Yeah, I haven't tried that yet. But so at the moment, I've still got Braille back with its annoying jingly noises when it connects <laughs> and disconnects, which I've, I've complained about many times. So oh, I, won't, I won't go over all that again. But it, we will always talk about this uh, dinging sound of the That's <laughs> funny. Well, I'll but tell you what really I... Loud, especially if you're in church or something and suddenly your phone goes, delete! Imagine that. <laughs> yeah. Let's that... just pray in a moment of silence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's something okay. we don't need, no. <laughs> I, I think... Um, I know that um I don't know. Now for me, I'm I'm learning because I kind of learned on my iPhone how to do like touch typing and stuff, but I sometimes feel like I'm not fast enough at it yet. And so sometimes I would like to have the option to braille screen input. And that was native in the iPhone you know you could you could download the um you know the braille keyboard um well, and you I can on this too but I, well yeah uh, but I think you have to pay for it on on commentary I just wonder if if the phone companies themselves uh Google and and Samsung and them could just put one innately on, you know, on their platform, so to speak. Well, TalkBack has a Braille keyboard, but you have to use TalkBack. And you, we both know how much you like TalkBack and I like TalkBack. Yeah, no. So, no, but I'm just wondering, like an outside, like an actually within the system UI, I guess. I don't know. I don't know enough about Android anymore to really... Put well, I, I think here's, what I'm what's going, words. here's what's going on though, Sarah, because uh, even on the iPhone, uh, I actually use the word iPhone in, in the <laughs> iPhone itself. Uh, that Braille thing is found where um, voiceover is found, isn't it? Isn't, isn't it part it's of in the, uh, yeah, 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 so it's the same thing with uh, talkback. I mean, it's found we have Braille keyboard there in Talkback as well. So um, if you're looking for it in commentary screen reader, then you have to ask whoever is writing commentary screen reader to enable, you know, Braille capability. But we have that full support on Android coming through uh, Talkback, for example, whether it's version 12.2 or version 13 now, which actually makes it better. Uh, exactly the same thing that we have on uh, iPhone, you know, Apple phones, because now you don't need Braille back uh, in order to do that. It's integrated right in there. So it's the same thing you're talking about. With accessibility, um, I'd really like it in TalkBack if I could say I want to hear every letter when I'm touch typing on the screen because you need that. But I'd only like to hear every word when I'm using the Bluetooth keyboard. And I'm not sure that TalkBack is that advanced. I believe you can yet. do it with commentary. 
Um, yeah, you can I do it with TalkBack too. You just have to go into the uh, keyboard yeah. preferences and and do that. And you yeah, know, but yeah, but it's only choice. one setting for both, isn't it? It doesn't have. It's not. I didn't think it was. I thought you could do it for hardware keyboard separately. Yeah, oh, they updated that now. They I'll do have, have that. Look. I'll have to have a look. Maybe Interesting. It's been, maybe it's updated since I last checked. In that case, if I if I'm wrong, apologies, everybody. The keyboard has been revamped a lot, and if you haven't been in there, especially the hardware, uh, hardwired keyboard, you need to go in there and um, you know change things. You know how you want them to be. It does. I like what they have done with the keyboard, uh, whether it's virtual or hardware keyboard. Yeah, I like That's that it's separate. It, everything it used, yeah, separate it, now. It but. used to be that it was just I had to have words and letters for everything. Oh, well, then maybe I can improve my experience now then. They That's changed the... it a while ago, yeah. No, they That's changed it. What, talk back 12 or 11. Oh, I've been very busy studying, so I've been too busy doing that to do that recently. But yeah, it's interesting. I think Talkback's used... interesting. On Samsung, I love being able to press up volume to answer the call and the power button to end the call. I find that a lot less of a kerfuffle. Oh, than that's when you, pretty cool. When you can't yeah, the, do the, that the, on the up button is a Samsung thing. The, the power button's universal, but the answering the call with the volume is a is a Samsung thing. It's very cool. Yeah, I do like that. If I didn't have that, could I do the double tap like you can? Two finger double. Oh yeah, yeah. two finger oh, double tap. So that, yeah. that works, doesn't it? I'm sure I've done that. But the up volume is just easier. Yeah, I used that to works, use that. That works in like... Android 11 and up, I think. Uh, that didn't used to be a thing. But, no, but uh... no, it's more recent, isn't it? The double tap. Yeah, answering yeah. it, answering yeah, the phone I mean. used to be quite annoying because you had to find the answer button in time and stuff. And well, answer... no, you you swiped up, you, you swiped up to answer. That was the that swiped was the up way with two fingers back then. Yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, you can find the answer button, obviously, but that's a bit slow. Wait, commentary, oh, you just swipe gosh, down with one was, finger to answer and swipe up to I was end very inefficient, and then I got a Samsung, so I didn't need to worry about it. Um, and the other thing, um, I mean, the only thing is that doesn't work with uh, WhatsApp calls, which is a bit irritating. It won't the work out. Two-finger double-tap does. I don't think. Does double-tap work? WhatsApp double works yes. with double-tap now. You can just double-tap. So a couple of days what's ago. WhatsApp calls? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, good. Answering okay. And I'll try. Ending WhatsApp calls, you could use a double tap, or you could actually even swiping up. You know, uh, will answer your WhatsApp call. I, I installed WhatsApp uh, two days ago because uh, I wanted to get hold of a friend of mine. You know, knucklehead Alan. Uh, Alan, if you're hearing this, you doggone you. Um, so <laughs> I, <laughs> I installed WhatsApp after a year on a a virtual number that I don't use on my media device. And, you know, I was surprised, um, you know, swiping up answer calls, double tap answer calls, uh, double tap answer the WhatsApp calls too. So I think those guys have come a long way uh, making things. Swipe up with two fingers works? Yes, it does work, yeah. Now, Warren, when you say... The up volume thing didn't, or it didn't last time I tried it. But then these things... Up up volume won't, I don't think. 
No, no we can't. I don't know what to. Warren, when you say double tap, are you you're meaning with you're meaning with two fingers, right? When you say exactly when, uh, double oh, tap okay. with two fingers, yeah. Okay. Um, you know, both to answer and end the calls. The and end the call, calls. yeah. That's but the way see, I do it. So I happen to be one of those that I. I don't want to go bidding up on my phone. So I never use any of the double tapping to answer my calls. I, I prefer swiping up because, you know, it doesn't matter what part, you know, whether I'm swiping up from the middle or from the bottom, it answers my calls. And so how many, how many I, I never use the, you, the double tapping. How many fingers are you swiping up with for that? Uh, with two. Two, because okay. Here's the rule, as I've always said, you know, um, Android, and this is why I like Android, Sighted people will swipe up with one finger. And so if a sighted person does it with one for us, it we calls for two. If a and sighted if person two, uses two, yeah. it's three. So it's very logical, yeah. Um, yeah. The, the logic on on Android, because you're using the same uh, gestures. Exactly. It's not screen reader based. And that's why yes, I like if it. I'm scro- if I'm scrolling. Three fingers instead of... Um, Instead of uh, two, instead of two fingers, like if they, if a sighted person swipes with one finger, you'll have to swipe with three. Same with the actions; you don't double tap and hold like a uh, sighted person on Apple. You have you go up, down, and then you like you go up, swipe up for each action, and then double tap. Which I guess is kind of useful in its own way, but then um, it just creates more steps. Yeah. Exactly, unneeded steps, and and so I, I kind of like yeah. you know being included in there because exactly. you are it's using a, the native gestures as a screen That's reader based. I don't like screen reader based gestures. I'm no, and 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 the key advantage is that you can you can ask a sighted friend how to do something on a phone and exactly. Whereas exactly. voiceover, there are no system gestures in voiceover; they are all voiceover gestures. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's more. It's more sort of inclusive in, in, in Android, like you say. We can ask sighted people. Whereas if I if if I need to help my dad with his phone, which is an iPhone, what I basically do is I turn on voiceover and do whatever I need to do for him, and then I turn it off again because I can't. Yeah, that's what I do with my husband. <laughs> I can't tell him how to do stuff without voiceover because yeah. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. And that's why I've always argued. I twelve years ago, and uh, I asked people how to do stuff, and all my all, all the people I knew who owned them were were sighted. And uh, yeah, I, you can translate them a little bit, but not not in the way that you can on Android, just by adding a finger. Exactly. No, and I and scrolling up and down like web pages and things. Two fingers, Apple's three. Two fingers for that. Um, it's well efficient on iOS anyway. It won't scroll very far. I find with the iPhone a lot of times and now Dragos knows this. My husband is technologically, I mean he's okay. Like he can use the phone, but he doesn't really understand a lot of technology. So um and and sometimes he'll say, How do you do this? Like how do you whatever? Um and I'll tell him what I see on my screen if I'm trying to do the same thing on an iPhone. And a lot of times he'll say, well, uh, there's not anything like that on my screen. And I, I always wonder why. Like, And usually I have to chime in and explain <laughs> the sighted way because, well, 
site because it's I'm used to how the site do things doing tech support and teaching and stuff. I had to learn how the site do things even on Apple, so it's it's different from what we have on Apple. That is, yeah. And yeah. Android, the native gestures have nothing to do with a screen reader gestures, and exactly uh, this is why exactly. I like Android. one more finger. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's good. Another thing I like in accessibility in Android, um, which you can do on other phones as well, but something I like, because you asked ages ago, you know, what, what the priorities are for each of us. I like being able to make the screen dark so I that I can too. be doing emails or messages or whatever on the train or in a cafe or something. And I know no one's reading them over my shoulder. Yeah. Um, so that's good. The only problem I've found now is, and I think this is a commentary issue, I don't know what the deal is, but now when I do the screen curtain gesture to enable the screen curtain, it doesn't tell me the screen curtain's enabled. Like I said, I think your license expired. I don't know yet. Uh. And so, yeah, that's one thing that I don't like about Apple, uh, about the commentary. As much as I love commentary, stuff that should be free is behind the paywall. And I don't mind paying for stuff, right? But not for a screen curtain. I mean, you can use screen curtain, you just have to turn it on every single time from the menu, which is absolutely stupid. Oh, that's annoying. Talkback remembers it. Well, cause so does commentary, if you're paid. If you're paid. <laughs> Maybe, maybe uh, rather paid. than being, being behind. But that should be a basic, um, you know, feature, know. really. Because, it should uh, be independent, yes. Yeah, it's a basic feature. Well, now you have extra dimming, so it doesn't matter It shouldn't much. be behind a paywall. Or behind, be. maybe it's behind a curtain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> behind the curtain, I like that. Uh, exactly. <laughs> behind the money curtain, you're right. Exactly. And we close this week with highlights from TalkBack. We continue now with our theme of highlights from TalkBack. This is installment 43. In the last installment, installment 42, we looked at the triple tapping with three fingers to paste the content of our clipboard. Today, I'll be concluding the three finger gestures and for today's demonstration, I once again, I'm using my Pixel 4 with Android 12 and TalkBack 12.2. For speech services, I'll be utilizing the Google speech services. I am on my home screen and will navigate to the TalkBack menu by tapping with three fingers to activate that TalkBack menu. And here we go. TalkBack menu. Actions in list. Tap to activate. I am now in the TalkBack menu, and the item we're looking for is the TalkBack settings. I'll put my finger down and tap on TalkBack settings. TalkBack settings. Tap to activate. Here is TalkBack settings, and I'll tap here to activate. TalkBack settings. Navigate up, button, out of list. Tap to activate. We are now in the TalkBack settings. The next item I'm looking for here in TalkBack settings will be the customize gestures. I'll put my finger down, tap on customize gestures. Customize gestures. Tap tap. Here is customize gestures. I'll tap here to activate this item. Customize gestures out of list. 
I am now on the customization page for the gestures. And once again, this is where we will change our granularities to the heading granularity. In other words, we're going to change the mode with which you are using TalkBack from either word, line, or character granularity to the heading mode. And in order to change to the heading mode, we have one of three methods, as we've said again and again. And the first one, my preference, is that swiping up and down the scrubbing movement with one finger in one fluid movement to change those granularities. Or if you prefer using that multi-finger gesture, you could either swipe down with three fingers, swipe from left to right, swipe from right to left, and that should also do the same thing. I believe that I already am in the headings mode and now we'll simply swipe down with one finger. So whether you're using the up and down scrubbing movement or the left and right, up and down or right to left with three fingers once you hear headings, then it's time to swipe down with just one finger until we get to where it says three finger gestures or three finger heading. Here I go now, I'll swipe down with one finger. One finger, heading, in list. Let's swipe down. One finger back and forth, heading. Keep going. One finger angle, heading. Keep going. Two fingers, heading. Keep going. Three fingers, heading. Here's the heading that we're after, and that's the three fingers heading. Let's look at the things that we've considered so far in the three finger heading, and here are the items that we've dealt with in the past. Tap with three fingers, open TalkBack menu. Tap and hold with three fingers, screen search. Double tap with three fingers, copy. Double tap and hold with three fingers, cut. Double tap and hold with three fingers, cut. And that's the last one that we saw last week in installment 42. For today's installment, we will be concluding all the three finger gestures. And here are the things that are left for this Three finger gestures. We've got triple tap and hold with three fingers. Tap to assign. Tap to that activate. That is unassigned and swipe up with three fingers. Previous reading control. Swipe down with three fingers. Next reading control. Swipe left with three fingers. Previous reading control. And the last tap one under activate. this heading will be swipe right with three fingers. Next reading control. Tap and that's the last of the three finger gestures. Now let's go back to the one that is unassigned, the one that says tap to assign. In other words, this has not been assigned to anything and you could choose to assign it to whatever you would like to assign it to. For this demonstration, I would like to reassign my triple tapping with three fingers on hold to copy last spoken phrase. So let's go back now and tap on triple tap and hold with three fingers, tap to assign. We will tap here to open this page. Triple tap and hold with three fingers. Tap to assign, checked, in list. We hear it say tap to assign, checked. So now though, we need to go reassign this to the copy last spoken phrase. We will need to use our heading movement and that item is found under the heading that says text editing. I will swipe down with one finger until I get to text editing. Let's go. Basic navigation, heading. Swipe down. System actions, heading. Keep going. Reading, heading. Reading. 
menu and controls, heading. One more. Text editing, heading. Text editing. And that's where we need to be. Now, here are the things that I found under the heading of text editing. We've got starter and selection mode. Move cursor to beginning. Move cursor to end. Select all. Copy. Cut. Paste. Copy last spoken phrase. And that's the one we want. Now, if what we want to do is simply reassign these to the copy last spoken phrase, then all we need to do is simply tap here. And that will reassign that to the copying of the last spoken phrase. I will tab here to assign this to the copying of the last spoken phrase. Here, let's go ahead and tap. Talkback settings. Triple tap and hold with three fingers. Copy last spoken phrase in list. There we are. And it says triple tap and hold. And that should copy the last spoken phrase. The other ones that are unassigned are these. And these are all the navigational gestures. In other words, these are the ones that you could use in changing your granularities. And these are... Swipe up with three fingers. Previous reading control. Next. Tap, swipe down with three fingers. Next reading control. Swipe left with three fingers. Previous reading control. Swipe right with three fingers. Next reading control. And that's the last item there under all of the three finger gestures. Let's go ahead now and demonstrate that copying of the last spoken phrase. And that means I'll now triple tab and hold with three fingers to copy the last item we just saw, which is the navigational gesture with three fingers. Let's go ahead and triple tab and hold. Copied. Swipe right with three fingers. Next reading control. And that copies the last spoken phrase. And that concludes the three-finger gesture navigation. And you also have known how to go about reassigning a gesture that is unassigned to something to doing something you would like to assign it for. Now we turn to our My Android Journey section. And I'm delighted this week to say it's a double bill. We have Dragos Dresciani and we have Sarah Linton. Now we turn to my My Android Journey section, and I'm pleased to say this week we're joined by Dragos Dreciani. And now we turn to our My Android Journey section, and I'm delighted to say this week we are joined by Sarah Linton. Hopefully we can do whatever now. Yeah. Hopefully it's, hopefully it's all fine, and we can and splice them and do whatever. Good. Yep, it works. Yeah. And for the My Android Journey section, I know it's his favorite bit. It is all our favorite bits, to be fair. And I'm going to hand over to Warren. Thank you so much, Ed, because you know what? This is my most favorite part of the episode. And I am delighted that, you know, Dragos actually brought a friend along. And so why not have two birds? And uh, <laughs> I'm so thrilled. Uh, which one of you guys would like to go first? And we love these Android journey stories. You know why? Because it encourages people who are just kind of getting on onto Android or kind of thinking about getting onto Android and also encourages those that are having struggles. And when you talk about these Android journey stories and tell people about what you went through and all of that, it just kind of helps cement that uh, feeling of, yeah, you know, if someone like this could do it, I can do it too. So these stories are very encouraging. And 
Dragos, you know, since they say ladies go first, shall we have Sarah go first? Obviously. Girl, you have it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, I was gonna let Dragos because he's the he's the veteran, but uh I'll tell you, you know, um so my Android journey actually started in 2012 back when accessibility really wasn't a thing it was kind of hit or miss and let's see i started out with the droid 2 oh did i have the droid 2 yeah and the droid 2 really didn't do much it could do email and stuff i was thrilled to be able to actually do email on it but uh, actually browsing things was to me kind of sketchy. I'm, I'm better than my husband in tech, but you still have to explain some things to me a little bit more than, uh, the average, uh, person, I think. And so the droid two, yeah, really was kind of useless to me other than if I wanted to write an email, the droid four was better. And by the time I got the LG G4, I could play my casino games and stuff like that uh, with some uh, hiccups. Um, and uh, the, the G4 conked out. And as, as I said um, when I first joined the conversation, I basically said, here's a word that Dragos and I like to use. I, I coined it. It's an all-purpose word. I said, shoo shit, I'm getting an iPhone. I got the iPhone in 2016, loved it. Um, it seemed easier at the time. And I convinced my husband to get one because at the time it had better signal here in the country. Uh, now, not so much. Um, and when my screen on the, tw on the 12 mini started messing up, you know, Dragos has been trying to get me to join Android for as long as I've known him, two years. And uh, he started playing one of my games just to see if he could. And he got commentary to tell him a bunch of stuff. And it worked for him. But then when I got the phone, when he bought me this A53, um, for some reason, I still haven't figured out with commentary and um, screen recognition, how to get it to actually uh, tell me what I'm betting or what game I'm playing. I can't choose games and things like that. So that's a work in progress. But other than that, uh, I absolutely love um, Android because it does seem a lot quicker um, to get to things and to... You don't have to close everything like you do an iPhone. Um, I still want to learn how to close individual apps, but um, you don't. You don't really have to. Um, and and so I, I say it's Dragos's fault, and but I really, really do enjoy it. It's a good fault in a good way, though, because now. You are now on the Android uh, platform with us, and it's a beautiful thing. You know, one more girl, right? Yeah, <laughs> on the dark side. She joined the dark side, finally. Oh, I have joined the dark side. <laughs> and uh, you are no longer carrying along with you. 
you're no longer carrying along with you that little girly um, iPhone 12 mini, you know. <laughs> yeah, although I, I did, I have to confess, I thought it was beautiful. I did. I, I, yeah, I, I did. Like it was, it was pretty. It like was that. pretty. I like the teeny tiny phones. That's why I have the smallest <laughs> one to myself. <laughs> you know what? I think it's too you, big you, for me. I think the one that would be perfect uh, on Android, a uh, little girly phone would be, you know, some of those uh, Sony Compact or, you know, the just released um, uh, Asus. Is it? No, is it? No. Which one is? Yeah, I think it's Asus. Asus uh, 9. The Xenophone um, 9. Yes, it's a very yeah. compact I, I, phone I had the old, I had the old Sony Compact. It is really small. Yeah. I, I also one. thought if I had the money, if I was a rich bitch, I would join, or I would get the um, the um, Z Flip. Yeah, the Z Flip's oh, amazing. Yeah. yeah. But we don't have the money for the Z Flips. I think yeah. that um, a lot of these phones, though, are built for men's bigger hands. And That's I do think, right, yeah. I, I yeah. do think it would be nice if there were I a love few them smaller. big. The bigger they come, the better it is for me cuz I like my big phones. It's kind Even of yeah, for me I, with big hands. I that, love a phone that slides into my palm and I can literally jumble jumble in one hand, you know, just move it up down, use it with one finger with my thumb or my, you know, just have it yeah, but so you know, women are half the population. Most of us have smaller hands, so we should all we should have phones to suit all of yeah. us. Our hand sizes. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. Well, so you're now using the A53 as your main driver, and you're loving it, and uh, you are a commentary screen reader as well, right? Yes, Great. yes. Um, Dragos transferred his license to me, um, and I do like it. I like. I I really haven't played with. Con- I used TalkBack when I was um, on the older Android platform back uh, when uh, when I was on the Android email list, and it was slow. Um, the gesture was not easy for me to do. Um, I have optic nerve hypoplasia, so like spatial can be a real thing for me. So sometimes I. Th- think I'm doing the gesture right and for some reason it won't do what I want it to do and it frustrates me <laughs> and that was talk back for you back then it's the same now don't you worry well she actually though I, I will say though uh, I'll say though Dragos that the um the gestures have become more forgiving in the sense that um you know you can literally do a c print you know for like you know, uh, you know, and, and you know, and and it will it will accept that as a gesture. So yeah. the gestures don't have to be precise anymore, and that's what I like. And and so I yeah. think we should give credit where credit's due. But the that's other thing about that well, is there, there, there were six of them, and you never needed four of them because there were other ways to do it in the operating system. So exactly. like you could bin off most of the angular gestures. The only well, one you I- couldn't were to get into the talkback menus. So, uh, you know, there were operating system ways to do the things that talkback gave us angular gestures for. So if they're difficult, my advice is not to wait for them to get more forgiving, just don't use them. Well, that or turn, like, okay, turn on, like tell Bixby to to, to turn on uh, talkback. That's the beautiful thing about 
Bixby. Like, I love the fact that uh, it seems a lot more, Bixby seems a lot more, um, what's the word I wanted to say, uh, responsive than Siri. Yeah, and that's well. big speed, which people hate. Like in comparison to Google Assistant, Google Assistant's even better, or so people say. I use big speed. Huh? Well, I'll tell you what, I do like Google Assistant for making calls because big speed, I'll tell it to um, call such and such a business, right? That's not in my contacts. And it'll say, I don't see such and such a business in your contacts. And I don't know how to get her past that to actually call the dang place. She doesn't. Know? She doesn't. I think it's <laughs> Google that it's Google that searches for it, isn't it? So if you're using it, Bixby, is, it yeah. won't it won't be able to find it. Um, but it's quite what I find quite funny. I don't know if you find this, Sarah, when it's when it says, uh, "Sorry, I didn't catch that." Who do you want to call? And so often I get tempted to go Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh my god, it's awesome. I've never done it, but I wonder what it would say if I did. <laughs> I'd say, I'll, I'll have to try that. In your contacts. I tried. <laughs> I definitely think you should. I think but that just, needs to be to call? I mean, I know the song is Who You Gonna Call. I yeah, think, right. But it's yeah. so similar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just makes me want to go, Ghostbusters. Sometimes I will. I don't know if when I put it in my pocket, I like mash the power button by accident and hold it and Bixby comes on and I'll be like, shut up, Bixby. I didn't ask you nothing. Yeah, and she kind of gets confused about the case. That's the reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think iPhone needs to be that immediately. Thank you so much, Sarah. That was a beautiful story. And this is why I keep talking about these things because it's my favorite uh, segment of the podcast because it brings all the laughters and all that uh, struggles and then the beautiful things about it and all of that. Hey, Dragos, my man, it's your turn. I know you're a bit and uh, take us down that journey. Definitely. My journey is, well, it's all a lie. I'm an Apple user, not. Hello. Um... <laughs> Leave it to that I boy. To. You know, you know, I had to. But I actually was an Apple user. Surprising. I started with an iPhone 3GS early, early on, and I loved that thing. It was reliable. It was perfect. It was tiny. It did everything. It read me everything. I could play games. I could do anything I wanted. Until the SIM reader broke, obviously. Because, yeah. And, um... My family, because I was a kid, obviously, was like, well, it's too expensive to get another iPhone, you know. And so we, we got an Android. I got the Galaxy S Advance or the Galaxy S2 Lite, as I believe it was called in America. I know it was called that in a few places. And it ran Android 2.3.6. And the phone with no keyboard in Android 2 is not fun. I didn't have a keyboard, I didn't have a trackpad. I was basically answering calls on it because, um, and using my iPhone as an iPod because, well, you couldn't do much on it. You really couldn't. And uh, what really introduced me to Android was a really, really, really cheap tablet 
that my family got me a serious tablet that was running on 4.2.2 and um well, I I loved it. It wasn't my iPhone, but it was still really, really nice. And then I got the update on my phone, and, well, I was thrilled because everything actually worked. I didn't need to carry two devices. I didn't need to work with two devices. And then, well, I had a lot of end results, and I mean a lot. I loved trying new things. I loved, you know, experimenting. I wanted to upgrade. I had the, I went to the S3 Neo that I absolutely loved. It uh, was always good compared to the S2. The S2 was full of hiccups, was full of a lot of problems that I honestly wanted to switch to Apple for. Uh-huh. I switched back, but um, I didn't, and I'm glad I didn't. And I, I tried a lot of phones afterwards, even if I didn't keep them for very long. My favorites were the Galaxy A5 2016 that was absolutely a beast, was always reliable, always worked flawless, even that the amount of space was not, it was laughable. I mean, 16 gigs, what do you do with 16 gigs, people? You know, back then it was fine, but I used it till 2021 because I, uh, well, I went back to it because I refused to use the A50 that I that I had at the time, I went back to the A5 because Samsung kind of uh, became bad. After 2019, they went very... How should I say this nicely? Their phones aren't the same. Was they this when they had be. the exploding phones, or was that before? Well, I'm, not, that? I'm not counting the Note 7. I had the S7 Edge as well that I absolutely loved that was at this, from the same time period. But when you but, say Samsung phones went bad, was this when they no, had the exploding no, I, know, I know what no, you mean. It's like, no, it's like no, the they, they, turned to plas- they turned to plastic, and their components became crappy. The storage chips are bad. The one on my E50 almost failed, and, uh, well, the battery was garbage. Now they apparently stepped up their game with the A53, or so Sarah says. Um, I don't see that on my S22. I charge it twice a day. But, um, yeah, I, I, I used a lot, of, uh, a lot of phones. I used Nokia, and I tried going back to Apple. An uncle of mine got me an iPhone XR, and... I just couldn't. I love the customization. I love the fact that I can use any screen reader I want. I love the fact that I can use my TDS fast, not like Apple's snail of a vocalizer, you know? Like, I'm sorry, but use vocalizer at 100% on an iPhone and it's like, I don't know, 60% on the Android equivalent or so which is not for me. And I'm sorry, but I like doing productive things on my phone, you know? I like the good old split screen to be in a meeting at the same time to take notes because I'm a fast typer. I disable browse by touch and I just type like a sighted person. And uh, I'm an Android advocate. I try to switch everybody because it's cheaper. And uh, well... You get more than you get on uh, Apple. 
And then you drag off, then you also have Xiaomi phones, or have I got uh, that wrong? Well, I, no, I have, currently, I have two phones. I have this that I'm currently on Google Meet from, the Xiaomi Mi 10T Pro. I absolutely, an absolute brick. It's, um, it's reliable enough, I guess. Bluetooth doesn't really work, so Xiaomi doesn't pass quality control. But otherwise, it's faster than the Pixel 6 Pro. <laughs> Yeah, I said it, Warren, judge me. Uh, even that it's, what, a 2020 phone? Does what, 400-pound phone kind of thing? 500-pound? And it beats the Pixel 6 Pro, it beats the S22, you know? And it's, it's two years old now. The only problem I have with this, the software support is garbage. I just got the Android 12, and it's the last thing I'll ever get from it. You know, what, you know what, you know what, Dragos is, is called, I call it the cat. Yes, all that mirror, uh, <laughs> I call it the cat, UI, uh, MUI, you know, the mirror or whatever. So it yeah, makes the, the sound the of a cat. I think cat. that's what I don't like about Xiaomi. And I wish that Same. Xiaomi could just use, uh, you know, just Same. talk OS. That would be just beautiful phone. I... I hate MIUI. As Sarah remembers, I said Xiaomi <laughs> is beautiful and it's amazing. Scrap the software on it. Otherwise, my current phone, I honestly wanted the flagship for once. I wanted the latest and greatest flagship and I got the S22 because it was little. And well, <laughs> some of you know how my S22 journey went. I have to give back my first one after a week to send it back to Samsung because when I turned it on, it overheated during the setup and uh, gave me the high temperature warning thing. One day I was just listening to Spotify and uh, after two hours it just turned off because it was too hot. That's odd. The battery was gone. I had to charge it like four or five times a day. Uh, and then the speakers went. They, they, they're gone. I don't know. There was something wrong with that particular unit. Uh, you know, now and then it happens. Yeah, now and then, you know, you find things like that that happens. I mean, even with vehicles and things like that. Yeah, we had that's... one odd thing like that with our uh, Durango uh, back in 2005 when we got it. And it's just one of the four that, you know, they told us four vehicles were like that. And so... Um, they had to replace some things in there. It, it happens. Um, no, that's fair, well. but I got my second one, okay? And the only reason why I'm not using that to go on Google Meet right now is because the microphones are toast. Yeah, so I, I don't know what's going books. on there, but yeah, so... But, you know, that has been a great Android journey story. Thank you guys for uh, coming on to talk about this. I know this is very important to me. And to our listeners too, because it helps people know what to go for uh, and what to avoid and other things of that and what the pitfalls are, especially if you go with XYZ or whatever. And so, um, you know, battery also is an, another part of the uh, the mix in there. And uh, I think that Sarah's A53, if I'm not mistaken, I think that thing rocks a 5,000 uh, milliamp uh, battery on there. So, it's a great phone. If you use it uh, wisely, you probably have maybe over two days of use on there. It depends on how you use it. So my Pixel 6 Pro, I get over two days of use. And wow. I, I couldn't be any happier. So uh, Only because I love it's it. so heavily optimized and no app is allowed to do no. anything at all. 
Oh, yeah, 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 nothing runs. Yeah, nothing runs. Nothing runs on the Fisher Price. That's that's coming from that's from a jealous bone. Uh, (laughs) No, my my Sony has crap battery life because I let my amps run, and I know it has crap battery life. That's the thing. Yeah, five thousand milliamp is is great. I think that any phone with five thousand or more uh, will give you a lot of uh, days to use your phone, and and this is the first time that I have a phone that works like this outside of my. Uh, Pixel 5a is another phone with that uh, battery, even though it's not as uh, much as the Pixel 6. I think that one is 4,600 or whatever milliamp. But I still got like two days of use on that thing. So I like it. It's the first time you've had an optimized phone since last year when you bought an optimized phone. Uh, I'm always worried about... No, you're good. I'm always worried about mine, though, because, like, for the last uh, two or three nights, about 8 o'clock or so at night, it's been down to, like, 15%. And I don't I know. Well, uh, it started. Uh, well, it could it be that maybe you're playing too much of a gaming. Uh, Did I do play a lot of games. games. <laughs> uh, those are battery killers. Uh, see, so I don't do gaming on my phone. I'm not a gamer. Uh, and maybe that's why, you know, I, I could last, you know, almost three days on, you know, a single charge. And that's even charging it to like 84 or 85%. I never charge, you know, uh, beyond that, you know, and it lasts me that long. Overnight. Yeah, just I don't, overnight. I don't do that. So, uh, yeah, but thank you guys for coming on to talk about this. We appreciate that. And, um, you know, like we've always said again and again, you know, if you want to come in, as guests at any time, you know, let us know because we want our listeners to participate um, and, you know, be part of the podcast whenever they feel like doing so. So thank you for coming on and talking about these great journey stories. Often, where can people find us? So people to locate us, they can email us with their questions or feedback or comments or recording submissions to contact us at blindandreducers.com. They can browse our website blindandroidusers.com check out our youtube channel youtube.com slash blindandroidusers subscribe to our mailing list blindandroidusers plus subscribe at groups.io the links for telegram and twitter clubhouse will be in the show notes with all the other links so that is it from us this week that's it from us this week um, we'll see you all next week. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye, Bye everybody. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another clip from the Blind Android Users channel. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you're notified of every new material that we upload. Thanks again for listening to the Blind Android Users channel.
Now I am in the backyard, so the recording you are hearing right now is from the backyard. And I'm going to sit down here on a chair, on a lawn chair. Ah, there we go. Again, this is recording from backyard.
Alright, it's kind of getting chilly out here, so I think I'm going to head back into the house. And I'll stop the recording. But that's it. That's the 4th of July here in our little town. And uh, I hope you guys are having a good one too. Better go have my tea. There's a war zone, guys. Wow, amazing. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm going into the house with your unbelievable.
my sprinklers are coming on, so I'm gonna head into the house. <laughs>